John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. We'd also like to thank our newest sponsor, Self-Care Non-Alcoholic Beer by Three Magnets Brewing Company. Helping creative people foster a healthier relationship with alcohol since 2020. They're now shipping to 41 states via drinkselfcare.com. Want to help us help them help you? Go to drinkselfcare.com and use promo code HIGAIN. That's H-I-G-H-G-A-I-N to get 15% off your first order. Self-care, because sometimes you want a beer but also don't. Hi, it's me, Ed Peterson. And it's me, John Kiltica. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't mix it up. I mixed my own self up. Yeah, you got all discombobulated. Yeah. It's the High Game Podcast. High Game Podcast, beautiful West Seattle, Washington, Ed. Guitars. Yep. Amps. Pedals. Theremins. Yep. That kind of stuff. We got to get a theremin. Well, we did one, right? We did a theremin episode, right? I think we used the theremin as the pedal. Oh, yeah. But maybe we need a theremin. They have those kits, right? Yeah. That might be cool. The Moog Theremini. Yeah. Was pretty fun. That was the one we had, and it had all those weird-ass settings in it where it would do, like, octave sequency runs and things, Yeah, right? and you could like, set it to play only the notes in 
the key you wanted and yeah, and the yeah. type of scale. So yep. it makes it way more usable. Right. I think we talked about that theremin player we saw that opened for Nick Cave. Playing movie theme songs. Yeah, yeah. The theme from The Godfather. Right. That Moogwin makes it more playable. Yeah. That dude was raw-dogging the theme to The Godfather and had it down. That guy was great. Yeah. That's a pretty late 70s, early 80s looking guitar you got there. Yeah, this is a Gamma, Ed. Oh, man, I love those guitars. The Gammas? I don't know anything about Gamma. You know, when you take a piece of wood and you have like a light wood, a dark wood, a light wood, a dark wood, and it's like stripes. Yeah. I've heard that also referred to as a hippie sandwich. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's an unfortunate thing with this body shape. Man, our guy Jerry Garcia did certain guitar shapes no favors you look at this and it's just like oh it's a hippie guitar it's not real kramer did a lot of these yeah ibanez i don't think when i see this hippie guitar i think shellac guitar what we're talking about viewers is something with a rounded big old ass yeah big old ass and roughly symmetrical double cutaway one is a little longer yeah kind of sg looking but not as sharply devilly yeah it was a popular shape in the 70s and early 80s. Yeah. A lot of people did it. Yeah. So to associate it primarily with the dead or jam bandiness is maybe just not fair, Ed. It's a little dismissive. We should expect better of ourselves. I think so. <laughs> Beverages. Yes, beverages, Ed. That little riff you just played, Uh super cool. I don't know that it actually gives people a flavor of what that guitar sounds like, but that's okay. Maybe we'll get into a slightly cleaner tone later, down the road. Yeah, maybe a little bit. You know what that guitar can sound like? What? What you just did. Yeah. I want it to sound like that. Okay, we're heading into uncharted territory here, beverage-wise. Oh, God. Yes. I have a glass of water here. Yep. In a Thunder Road Guitars pint glass. Yes. You also have a Thunder Road Guitars pint glass. Ed has handed me this little, I wouldn't call it a vial. Kind of a plastic vial. It says Zip Fizz. Yep. Energy, vitamins, hydration. Pina Colada. It seems to classify itself as a dietary supplement. Perfect. It's a powder. Yeah. And I just, what? I've never had one of these either. So this is uncharted for both of us. I think we just pour it in. Do we have to stir it? I'm throwing a finger in this thing, you know? Yeah. I think it's just a shit ton of caffeine. So we're going to be jacked. It's got caffeine in it? Yeah. I like caffeine. Oh, I know. We're about to get jacked. Okay, let's see. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I just chugged it. Are you supposed to? Those boys at Zip Fizz, they'll let you do it all JFK style. A little sipping beverage. Yeah. Or, you know, you can go Ed style and just slam it back in two big gulps. Ooh, you know what you maybe don't want to do? What's that? Have little, what I would classify as dregs at the bottom. (laughs) Zip dregs? That just feels like straight chemicals. 
the whole thing looks, feels, tastes, and sounds oh. like a chemical bath. Oh, God. You need to strip the paint off something. Oh. Ugh. This Ed is a Gamma guitar, as I've mentioned. Uh-huh. There's a brass truss rod cover that says Gamma on it. Yeah. How do you feel about mysteries? Oh, I love them. A whodunit? Yeah. Like that? What do you think if you never find out who done it? It starts a mystery and it remains a mystery? Yeah. D.B. Cooper is a thing, right? People are still in love with D.B. Cooper. That's a mystery. Is he in a tree dead? Did he maybe not jump out of the plane? Who knows, right? Yeah. You know? This is one of those mysteries, Ed. Oh, a mystery guitar. Who made the Gamma? Yeah. Who is Gamma? We do not know. It's a Japanese guitar, correct? This is made in Japan. Okay. And that's about all we know. <laughs> okay. Can we date it? Outside of the looks of it, can we date it? We could open it up and look at the dates on the pots. Oh. I did not do that. I totally want to pull that plate off, John. I totally do. <sighs> okay, hold on. <laughs> Well, that didn't work out, did it, Ed? <laughs> I feel really bad. I made John dig through a drawer to find a screwdriver. Yep. And then pull the plate off. Yep. And then pose for a bunch of photos. Yep. With potentially the worst soldering job I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah, somebody has been inside this thing soldering the bejesus out of it to the point where the globs of solder. Yeah cover any hope of getting a date code off of the pots. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of solder. Yeah. There's a reason somebody was in there globbing all that solder on there. Yeah. This guitar would have come with two humbuckers. Okay. That's the size of the routes anyway. What it has in it now that our soldering genius put in <laughs> are Seymour mm -hmm. Duncan P-Rail pickups. They have three coils. But they fit in the space of a humbucker. Okay. One of the coils is actually a rail mm -hmm. instead of having pole bangers. Yep. So it's effectively like a single coil and a humbucker jammed together. And? And a P90? Yes! Check this out. I'm in the middle right now, so mm -hmm. I'm just banging out the humbuckers. That's two humbuckers. Two humbuckers. Yep. Okay. Flick the switch down, mm -hmm. you engage the rail, the single coil. Okay. So now you're in single coil action. Bridge pickup. I see. Hit me with the neck, single coil neck. Last night I was messing around with this and went down the rabbit hole and I realized when that happens, there's something about it I like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's down. Yep. Go up. Mm-hmm. P90s. You could tell they're a little more focused than the humbuckers. I'll strike yeah. a chord and mm -hmm. I'll go from P90s to humbuckers. Okay. Yeah. Humbuckers are hotter. I think that was a good call to put these pickups in there in order to get three very distinct sounds. And you know, I like the abrasive stuff. So let's go back to just the bridge mm -hmm. in what single coil and put the treble all the way up. Mm -hmm. Maybe the P90, go into P90 mode. 
Play F sharp minor. It's got a lot of gold on it now that I look. It does. It has gold hardware, knobs and bridge. It has a brass nut. Mm -hmm. So what about it? Here's where the mystery comes in. Mm -hmm. We got this from our good friends over there at Thunder Road Guitars. Thunderroadguitars.com. The very same. Beautiful West Seattle. Yes. Beautiful Portland, Oregon. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when I found other pictures of this guitar, I realized they were this guitar. On the internet, you go look at archived reverb posts from back in the day and straight up you think they're this guitar i do why do you think that serial number on the back of the headstock oh <laughs> that's pretty compelling and also this headstock has what appears to be a hippy dippy grateful dead looking sticker on it yeah which i thought was actually part of the guitar i thought it was actually the logo i suspect it is not yeah and here's why okay i found exact replicas of this guitar only with different brass plaques on the truss rod. Okay. I found a K. Oh, no kidding. I found a court. So that makes me think whoever was making these in Japan, mm -hmm. depending on who it was that was ordering them, they would just engrave a truss rod cover and slap it on there. And congratulations, you're now the maker of a guitar. Man. The K one. Yeah. 100% the same except for that brass truss rod cover and these other examples had no sticker on the headstock mm. so i think whoever ended up with this gamma put the sticker on there yeah string through body which is cool yeah I think that's pretty great. Somebody is taking the original tuning machines off of it and put fancy oh. pants, Spurzel locking tuners on it. Those are aftermarket, I see. Which is a pretty cool call. In a nod to thoroughness, gold screws were the screw holes of the old tuners. Oh, man. Were. I guess they just wanted to button that up. That's great. I am back in humbucker mode. <laughs> nursing that little zippy fizz it's gnarly no it's fantastic are you kidding don't set that down near me because i'll just grab it and chug it <laughs> there are any number of guitars our good friend uncle frank and the boys over there at thunder road guitars have yes this is one of those ones where it's like man we don't know anything about this is it worth doing the episode on it yeah i think it makes it worthwhile because the upgrades to this, the tuning mm -hmm. machines and the pickups are completely sensible and make it better. Yeah. And the thing just sounds great. Yeah, this is one of those guitars. What do we know about it? Nothing. We can't even find another example online. Yeah. All right, let's see. I'm back in the middle. Okay. I'm going to roll the tones down. Down. And let's see what's up in the neck. Man. 1981. Yes. I want one more switch on this thing, because clearly there's not enough switches. I'd want a phase switch. 
You know, you might as well, while you're at it, put a treble booster in there. I guess you would need a toggle for each pickup. Uh I want single coil in the bridge and humbucker in the neck or P90 and humbucker. I want to be able to do all of those variations. I think that's exactly what you would need. You'd need another switch. Yeah. And then I need to be able to make my P90 go out of phase with my single coil or whatever. Ooh, yeah. Recovery effects. One of my favorite pedals, a Phantom Operator. I cannot lie. That thing is perma stuck to my board. The weirdness of it is that it does that weird-ass random thing with the filter settings. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. The Gamma Boys, whoever the hell they were. Yeah. It feels like a lawsuit-era thing. They're not trying to make a Les Paul or whatever. It's almost like the Alembic Garcia stuff. This double cutaway thing with the big fat ass. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was in the air. Yamaha was making one like it. This was a very popular shape. Yeah. I feel like you have to say it was a very popular shape in air quotes. There's Les Paul and Uh, Strat and Telecaster. This thing, sure, it was very popular, as in it was probably in the top 20 guitar shapes. Yeah, none of them really took off. The Travis Bean didn't really take off. The Kramers weren't around that long. The Ibanez ones probably lasted as long as any of them. So this is a copy of a company that was kind of in trouble. For copying. Yeah. You know, Ed? Yeah. I don't think I'm going to finish this fizzy drink. No? No. Are you too jacked up? I think it tastes as bad as I imagine your creosote-flavored Huel tastes. Man, you are killing me. That reminds me. Yeah. I was making fun of your creosote some episodes back. Mm-hmm. And we were saying, what even is that? Right. You said, that could be a town in Texas. And I was like, is it a plant? So in service to our listeners, yeah. would you like to know about creosote? Sure. <laughs> It's not that I put creosote in my Huel, creatine, which is different, but okay, creosote. I don't know what it is. Well, in the plant world, it's a bush. Oh. Also known as greasewood. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's an evergreen shrub. It's about 10 feet tall, and it's prevalent across the entire Southwest and into Mexico. Yep. As the bush gets older, Mm -hmm. the branches die, and in their place come two, sometimes even three branches gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger okay to the point where there is one called the king clone that sounds like a terrible band name it's in present-day lucerne valley california in the mojave desert oh it is estimated to be eleven thousand seven hundred years old and it's still alive it is still alive it's about 70 feet in diameter i love it and that's what i'm drinking i think so okay also creosote was in fact a town it Oh, in Texas? Not in Texas. New Mexico? No. Old Mexico? Old Mexico. (laughs) Up here in Washington State. Oh. (laughs) Bainbridge Island, Washington. It was called Eagle Harbor. Okay. In 1908. Yeah. 
the name was changed to Creosote because of the now defunct Wyckoff Company plant who did something like 80% of creosote production in the United States. What does that mean? Creosote is used to preserve railroad ties, telephone poles. That's the Cormac McCarthy reference for sure. So is there some natural secretion of the plant? No. Creosote is a chemical, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the creosote plant. You can make creosote from any organic material. This sounds like there's two words for the same thing. Yeah. As a substance, creosote has been variously used over history as a astringent. Oh, sure. A styptic. Stops bleeding. Yeah. A narcotic. A diuretic. A sedative. What are the chances we look at the ingredients on this here zip fizz and creosote? It's like ingredient number two. I got one last thing for you, Ed. Yeah. You know that show, True Detective? Did you watch that? For sure. Season one, season two, season three. Season one? Sure. Do you remember the opening theme song? It was from The Handsome Family. Yeah. The song was Far From Any Road. Okay. The part that they chose to use in that opening sequence has lyrics that say, From the dusty mesa, her looming shadow grows, hidden in the branches of the poison creosote. I love it. Creosote has a real spooky Southwest vibes to me. This is what the people come for. Creosote talk with John and Ed. Yep. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye? Well, Ed, we don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. We don't know who made it. Mm-hmm. We don't have an exact year. Mm-hmm. We don't know how many were even made. No. Buy or deny. <sighs> It's a buy. It's inexpensive, and with these pickups in it, yeah, it's super duper versatile. Yeah, I think I would rather have the Kramer, but the Kramer came and went, right? Yeah, and that aluminum neck was actually really heavy. Yeah, and this thing's lighter than that. Occasionally, people are like, "What is going on with Ed?" I feel like this is one of those. I like it. Smart upgrades, locking tuners, yep. and these P-Rail Seymour Duncans. Yeah. So the options are great. Yeah. Neck through? Yeah, yeah, exactly. String through, neck through. Come on. Yeah. It does need that phase switch and the additional pickup options. <laughs> so I've got to put two or three more switches on it. Real talk. Yeah. If I bought this, I'm peeling the sticker off the headstock. I thought it was part of the guitar. It does give very dead vibes which i could do without you know yeah what about painting this thing black just like rattle can it black i think that'd be pretty cool it's a buy for me too ed yeah how about that folks how long has it been since we've had that the double buy on the mystery guitar that we couldn't find any information (laughs) the gamma gamma it's not even the right era there should have been a gamma guitar in 1956. Gamma Ray? For sure. For sure. It's got that name to it. Well, I should take some pictures of this, Ed. That guitar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we could put them up all over the place. On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. The high gain. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Send us a mail. Tell us what we screwed up on in our creosote talk. Yeah. Half the episode talking about a plant. Tell us how you like that. Yeah, that was awesome, huh? Thehighgainpod at gmail.com. Yes. Tell us all about it. Yeah. And we are members of the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. 
if you want to get in touch with them and complain yeah. about us, <laughs> you know. That would be so great. Hey, Joe, I tuned into the high game. They were talking about a goddamn plant. <laughs> What's this got to do with music? Where'd you find these guys? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. come back and do it next week. Sure, I'll be here. All right. Bye. Bye.